will a narcissist come back? So one of the popular questions that a lot of people ask many times is wondering, will the narcissist, the toxic person in their life, actually come back into their life? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here, talking about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, or my journey through narcissism, then please subscribe. Hit the notifications so that you can get notified when we drop new videos or when we go live on the, on the channel. Love to have you part of the community, so please subscribe. Well, today we're talking about the aspect of will a narcissist come back? People wonder a lot of times, are they going to come back? Are they actually done with me? Or like, what do I actually do if they come back? Well, today I want to talk to you about a couple things to watch out for, kind of leading up to it, and what to do if they come back. Well, in talking about them coming back, we normally talk about the aspect of Hoover. The Hoover aspect of a narcissist or a toxic person wanting to suck you back in into a toxic relationship. So oftentimes it happens and it happens a lot. We have several videos about that. Well, oftentimes people say, it's not going to happen. They're not going to come back. It was too big of a breakup. It was too much of a blow to their ego and they're not going to come back. The thing is, you never know. You never know if they're going to come back within two weeks, within two months, within two years, or sometimes even 20 years. We've had people that we've talked to that have been in interactions with a narcissist and then later down the road had them come back into life when they swore that it wasn't going to happen. They're like, no way. There's no possibility. I have people that I've worked with over the past year or so in dealing with narcissism that have come and have talked to me and I've been like, hey, you need to prepare. You need to block. You need to ghost. You need to go no contact. Make sure they don't come back in your life. And they're like, they're not going to come back. And then six months later, they're back on a Zoom call being like, now I'm stuck because I let them back into my life. Narcissists hoover a lot. So you need to be really careful of that. Don't ever fall prey to the thought and the idea that you're in a spot that they're not going to come back or you're in a spot that I'm safe. I don't have to worry about it. Like you need to be prepared of blocking, going no contact, making sure that there's no way for them to come back into your life because more often than not, they come back. Okay, so when we're talking about narcissists coming back, one of the tactics that they'll use to slowly get back into your life is the idea of let's just be friends. Now with this, you have to watch out because it's typically a very casual idea. It doesn't seem that bad, right? Like, hey, a lot of exes break up and then they're friends. They can still interact. And a narcissist will play on that logic. They'll play on that idea of let's just interact, let's be friends. But at the same time, you don't really realize that what's going on in their mind is not let's keep the friendship going. It's how can I still interact with you and control you to a level that I want to. A huge aspect of a narcissist being in your life and coming back into your life after breaking up or things like that is still power and control. They still want to be able to control you. Now, it just looks different. They might not be controlling you in a relationship, but it might still be controlling you in your reactions, in your response, in how you interact with them and with other people. You have to remember a narcissist typically does not care about you at all. And as a result, they still want access to you. Many times I've talked about narcissists treating you as an appliance, as a toaster. 
They still want to be able to have the option to come over to you and toast their toast. Like they still want that option to be there in their life. So the majority of the time to be like, hey, like let's just be friends. And they'll try to stay in your life for that purpose. So be careful about that. The other aspect of like, let's just be friends kind of transitions into this aspect of where they get really jealous and they get really possessive when you end up going on dates. The reason why a lot of times a narcissist will get possessive and will get jealous is because they still think that they own you. That's right. A narcissist a lot of times thinks that they own you because they have done so much. They have been a victim so much. They have invested so much. The thought process is then you're indebted to them and they actually own you. This is why a lot of times they don't really care about how they interact, what they do. It's only about what they want and what they have. Goes back to the toaster illustration. Narcissist thinks that you're an appliance and that you should stay in their life because you're their appliance. You're their toy to put on the shelf and come back to anytime they want. But we see this a lot of times in the aspect of you start moving on, you start gaining back your power, you start getting back out there, you start dating someone else, and all of a sudden, they come back into your life. For all of a sudden, they start kind of pushing back on you because they're extremely jealous that someone else is having access to you. You'll see kind of the precursor of this possibility down the road when you're with a person and you express uh, communication about things that have happened in your past. Maybe a past relationship, a past boyfriend, a past girlfriend, like whatever it might be, and they get super jealous or they want to know all the details or they start blaming you for cheating on them with someone that you were with before you even knew that toxic person. So many times that will happen and then later on as they leave out of the relationship, you'll see them get really jealous and possessive of someone you start to date because it's already kind of ingrained there. Okay, so establishing that they, you are theirs and that they own you is a big part of making sure that they understand like, hey, you're mine, so you can't date. If I can't have you, nobody can have you. You're still supposed to be obsessed with me. All those different type of aspects there. Okay, another piece of it, just as kind of like a thing to watch out for is sometimes along the lines, if they block you first. Now, sometimes people are like, well, they're not going to come back in my life because they blocked me. There's no way they'd want to do that because they must hate me so much that they blocked me. Well, sometimes that's the case, but the other times blocking is actually a power move. You see, if the person blocks first, they have the option to be able to unblock. A lot of people don't realize that there are ways to be able to go back through and re-block a person using Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. There's various means to be able to do that. I've got one video on YouTube that says like how to block on Instagram. On TikTok, you can do it if someone can DM you like their actual username. You can block them that way. There's multiple ways that you can block someone after they've blocked you. But for the longest period of time, that wasn't the case. In the longest period of time, it was a power move of if I block you first, that means I can unblock at any time and waltz back into your life. It's a great way to be able to hoover a person and them not expect it and them not see it. Oftentimes asking and giving the option of like, hey, I just want to give closure. I just want to talk through something. And all of a sudden you're back with that person. So be really careful about that. A lot of times it can be a power move to come back into your life. Another aspect is if they were exposed and the mask is shown, so like the mask is shattered to a lot of people and they're exposed to a lot of people, a lot of times there is a higher chance of them not coming back. However, that is not a guarantee and that is not something that I want you to latch onto and be like, yep, they're not coming back. 
if you still haven't made some of the correct efforts to protect yourself from them, don't expect them not to come back in. It's an aspect of an ease of convenience. A lot of the relationship with a narcissist is how convenient it is for them. And how convenient it is for them is all dependent on how easy you make it for you. Sometimes people ask me, how do you know when they're not going to come back? How do you know when it's the last attempt, when it's the last hoover? What I typically say is you know it's the last attempt. You know it's the last hoover because it's the last one that you allow. At the end of the day, you cut off so much access that there's no way to tell if they're trying or if they're not trying, but that you're safe and that you're able to focus on your healing, your growth, and your change. So in talking through these things, what do you do? What do you do if they try to come back? Well, the first step is proactive, is making sure that they can't come back in the aspect of social media, of texting, of interaction. It's a little bit harder if you have like a house, you know, you might have to move, you might have to change jobs. Those are extreme cases, but some people do that. First step is blocking, ghosting, going no contact. Like that is like base level of dealing with a toxic person. That's base level of dealing with anyone who's in your life that is bringing toxicity and not helping you grow, heal, and change. It doesn't have to be a narcissist. It doesn't have to be a certain level of toxicity to not have someone in your life. But a lot of times people struggle with the concept of blocking, going no contact, and ghosting. I don't recommend that just for like your regular interactions with people, but for toxic people, it is helpful. It's helpful for your growth, for your healing, and for your change. So look at doing that first. That's limiting so that they don't have any access to you. Second thing is if they do Hoover, maybe they show up at your doorfront, or maybe they interact you know, at your, at your job, whatever it might be. If, they, if you do run into them, if something happens where they come back into your life after you've taken those precautions, don't engage. A huge aspect is a narcissist coming back in your life wants a reaction, wants a response, wants to produce something to get something. That could be supplied just from your reaction or getting back with you. Change doesn't happen overnight. But a lot of times a narcissist will be like, I'm changed, I'm healed, I'm fixed. I went to one therapy session and now I'm all better ready to commit to you. Like professing their love, all this kind of stuff. Like understand, like don't engage with them because you're going to get a lot of lies thrown at you that are going to confuse you. Okay. The, la- the third thing here is the aspect of like ground yourself with community, with friends, with family, with all different types of people that are going to help you stay grounded of like, wait a second, I feel like I want to go back. And you're like, oh, trauma bond. And then you have friends and family be like, hey, we're here for you. Don't go back. Like start to journal, start to ground yourself in the truth of the situation. Well, the majority of the time I tell people they come back. That's what I've seen. That's what I've interacted with a lot of people on a day-to-day basis as I do Zoom calls every single day with people that say they do come back. And a lot of people that I talk to are ones that haven't just been hoovered once, but twice, or they've come back into life, or they've been broken up back and forth a lot of times. Narcissists do come back, so plan on it. It's not something of you know if it's going to happen. It's typically a when it's going to happen. So be ready and work on your healing. Last but not least, if you end up getting in a place where you're no contact and you break no contact, you're not thrown all the way back at the very beginning. Now, you might be if you're counting those days, which are essential and helpful, but you're not thrown back at the beginning as far as like all your healing, all your progress has gone. It's more of an idea of like, wait a second, stop, reground, reblock, and move forward in your healing process. If you're looking for healing at a new level with community, with people that can help guide you through that no contact and encourage you in that process, then look at the NARC app. 
stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. N-A-R-C-A-P-P. You can go to narcapp.com to be able to get more information, to be able to see more about it. Would love to have you join in part of the community, see some of the courses, some of the replays, some of the lives, some of the events that happen inside there are super helpful. So would love to have you engage with that and help be a part of your healing, your growth, and your change.